Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell-Clater. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today our very, very special guest is John Huco, who is the General Secretary and Chief Executive Officer of Rotary International and the Rotary Foundation. That's an official title there. <laughs> well, Mr. General Secretary, welcome to Radio Rotary. Jonah, Sarah, thanks so much for having me. We're very honored to have you. And, um, you know, we're listening to approximately 38,000 listeners in the Hudson Valley and a few thousand more around the world by podcast. But not everyone's a Rotarian. So let's start off by letting them know, what is Rotary? Well, Rotary is this extraordinary uh, global organization. We have uh, 1.2 million Rotarians uh, around the world. 75% of our members are now outside the United States. We are truly a global international organization. We're organized around what are called Rotary Clubs. And we have around 36,000 Rotary Clubs around uh, the world. And so you become a Rotarian by joining uh, a club. And it's a, it's a great organization to do two things. One is to uh, network professionally, uh, have a great time with uh, very, very interesting people. And the other is to do good in your community, whether it's uh, locally, regionally, or internationally. So in some ways, we're sort of the intersection between commerce and cause. So you join Rotary to network and also to really make a difference in the world. Well, they say that. So true. And Jonah, yes. before we get too far into it, let's shout out to everybody listening near and far. If you want to find out how to find a Rotary Club in your area, what do you do? You go to rotary.org, R O T A R Y.org, click on the club locator button, find out where your local Rotary Club meets. And if they're not meeting in person, they're probably meeting online. They'll have a website that you could check into. And uh, join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship, and meet great people like John Yuko, General Secretary of Rotary International. Now, John, what is it that you do as General Secretary? Well, Rotary's uh, international headquarters are located in Evanston, Illinois, which is a, a town that abuts, uh, abuts Chicago. Rotary was founded in 1905 in Chicago, so we're 115 years old as an as an organization. And as a General Secretary and CEO, I'm the uh, I, I, my, my primary obligation is to oversee the professional Rotary professional staff worldwide. We have about almost 800 employees, about 550 in the United States, and then 250 uh, in our offices outside of outside of North. America. Also, uh, sit as a non-voting member on the Rotary International Board and the uh, Rotary Foundation Board of uh, Board of Trustees. So it's a it's a big job. It's a challenging job, but very interesting and uh, fantastic job, I would say. You know, How did we, you get we, involved with Rotary, John? Yeah. How did it first come to you, or you come to us? Well, my father, uh, uh, who lives in, uh, in, in Detroit, uh, is a very active Rotarian. He's been a Rotarian for a long, for a long time. And uh, I, in the early 90s, I was working in, in Ukraine uh, as, a, as a lawyer. And my father's club in Michigan was one of the sponsoring clubs for setting up the first Rotary Club in Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet Union. Since I was living there, he, he got me involved and said, hey, would you like to sort of give us a hand in setting up this club? I did. I was a charter member of the first uh, Ukrainian uh, post-Soviet uh, club in, in, in Kiev. And um, sort of stayed in touch with the organization uh, uh, since uh, since then. You know, John, uh, you mentioned that uh, Rotary is committed to service, and there's been a very interesting study that just came out from the prestigious John Hopkins University that actually puts a dollar amount on what the, all the service that all the Rotarians around the world have been giving. Tell us about that. How did that come to be, and, and what's the big number? 
Well, I think one of the things we've tried to do is to is to quantify what is the worldwide impact in dollar terms of Rotary, both in terms of contributions, volunteer hours, and and, um, and, and, and donations uh, and cash. And of course, our Rotary Foundation raises around $400 million a year. So we know that. Give us that figure one more time. Million. How much they raise? Well, last year we raised $400 million. That's a lot of money. $400 million. And you know what's great about the Rotary and Foundation, if I may, John, what's great about the Rotary Foundation is that uh, they do all this um, without a lot of overhead cost. That's yes, we're we like to brag extraordinarily about. very efficient operation because we have 1.2 million Rotarians out there, and uh-huh. they're all very passionate about our organization. We've got a fantastic volunteer network of fundraisers established throughout the world, so we're very efficient and very effective. And of course, we spend our money well on some really, really great uh, projects. Starting with eradicating polio to water and sanitation to youth exchange, you name it, uh, Rotarians are, are involved uh, in, in those causes and issues. We're lean and we're get back, We are lean and mean, but to get back to your Johns Hopkins uh, uh, question, uh, Jonah, uh, we also wanted to see how, how much, you know, if we can systematically and, and in a sophisticated manner, uh, put a dollar value on all the volunteer hours that Rotarians dedicate every year to uh, to service projects around the world. And using their sophisticated methodology, we were able to calculate on a conservative, conservatively that Rotarians spend about 447 million people hours of service uh, a year, which uh, if you put a dollar figure onto it, that's about $850 uh, $50 million. So you've got $850 million worth of in-kind, uh, sort of volunteer hours, $400 million that's raised to the Rotary Foundation. And then we also worked with Harvard University to try to estimate how much Rotarians are raising and spending uh, in, at, the club, at the club level that does not go through the Rotary Foundation. And that number is slightly more than a billion dollars. So it's a billion plus 850 million plus 400. So we are well over a $2 billion a year global organization in terms of monetary impact. That's a figure to be very proud of. And all of us who are Rotarians are proud of the service we give, not only uh, locally, but around the world. One of the great things about Rotary is that it's not a top-down organization. The the grassroots is at the club level and it works way up to the district and then the zone and then to Rotary headquarters in uh, Evanston, Illinois, where our guest, John Yuko is our general uh, secretary and chief executive officer. And uh, John, um, what is the the demographics today of, of Rotary? I mean, there's a a image in some people's mind as a bunch of fat old guys my age smoking cigars and sipping brandy and having a two hour lunch. What's the reality about today's Rotary? Well, if you look at Rotary as a global organization, as I said earlier, we have 1.2 million members. 75% are now outside of the United States of our Rotarians. And the biggest growth in Rotary is in countries such as India, Korea, Taiwan, on the African continent. And so, in fact, our second biggest Rotary country after the United States is India, and they're seeing significant rates of growth in membership. Uh, demographic in the United States, you're right. It was, uh, it was male for a long time. And then in, uh, in, in the 1980s, Rotary admitted uh, women, and it's had a huge, huge positive impact on our organization. Currently, worldwide, female membership is around a quarter, a quarter of our of our Rotarians, and our and we're working very aggressively now to bring the average age of Rotarians down. Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion now is a huge initiative that we're undertaking, uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm very pleased 
pleased at the turn that we've made to, to really become a more diverse uh, demographic organization. We're going to find out more about the great work of Rotary around the world from uh, Rotary's uh, General Secretary, John Yuko, right after we have this commercial break. But Sarah, who t- keeps Radio Rotary on the air by sponsoring us this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Patterson Auto Body, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen Highland, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Duchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and welcome back to our loyal listeners to this segment of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Chibwasser, and we've been chatting with John Huco, who is the General Secretary and Chief Executive Officer of Rotary International and the Rotary Foundation. And we have been chatting about Rotary's service to all of humanity, a little bit about the background of what Rotary is to de- demystify it, and some behind the scenes about how the organization t- ticks. So, John, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. And we wanted to go back to a little bit. Um, for those who may biggest, have joined us late. Yeah, for um, one of the big initiatives of Rotary is our commitment to annihilate polio globally. And we're right around the corner from Polio Day, October 24th this year. Give us a little bit of background um, about that, John, about why we're involved with polio, how long we've been, Rotary's been involved with polio, and what's going on this October 24th. Well, as, as, as you mentioned, Sarah, October 24th is World Polio Day, and uh, the eradication of polio is Rotary's signature global initiative. Um, you know, back in 1985, uh, Rotary, a nonprofit 
not a government agency, not a multilateral institution, not a ministry of health, but a nonprofit had the audacity, and I think that's the right word to use, the audacity to say, okay. we are we are going to eradicate a disease from the face of the earth. And everyone kind of thought we were crazy at the time when we took on this audacious task. But we were then joined um, three years later by the uh, CDC in Atlanta, uh, World Health Organization, and UNICEF to create the Global Polio Eradication Initiative. And more recently, we've been joined by the Gates Foundation and by Gavi, the Global Vaccine Alliance. That's and Bill Gates of Microsoft fame, right? That's exactly right, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So um, we, we had at that time, back in 1985, 125 countries with polio, 350,000 cases uh, a year. It was a, you know, for those of us that were old enough to remember, a devastating, devastating disease with children in, in iron lungs. It was, it was terrible. Well, b- and, b- before we go on, John, let's, uh, let's not just skip over those numbers because they're, they are amazing numbers, especially because most people in the United States, when they hear that Rotary uh, is out to eradicate polio, saying, what are you talking about? We haven't had polio in the United States or Canada since the mid fifties, thanks to the miracle of the Salk and the Sabin vaccines. And people don't realize that there was still polio around the world. So, again, let's give those numbers one more time of what we confronted when we started uh, in the mid-80s. No, you're right, John. Back in the mid-80s, we may not have had it in the States, but we certainly had it around the world. 350,000 cases a year in 125 uh, countries. And at that point, smallpox was the only disease that had been eradicated in 1979. So Rotary said, okay, let's see if we can get a second one uh, eradicated. And again, we created this global poll eradication initiative together with the entities I just talked about. And it's been probably the most successful public-private partnership in the history of global health. We are currently as I speak today, there are only two countries in the world, Afghanistan and Pakistan, where the uh, global polio, uh, where the wild polio virus is circulating. Uh, less than 200 cases to date this year uh, in those two countries. And we just uh, a few weeks ago uh, celebrated the, uh, the declaring Africa as free of the wild polio virus. So we really are down to just two countries, Afghanistan and Pakistan, less than 200 cases. We are on the cusp and on the verge of uh, making history, really, and leaving a legacy for as long as mankind inhabits the earth. So, John, you know, uh, we've got a tremendous network in, in effect throughout the world for uh, inoculating young people, young children uh, against polio, a couple of drops in the mouth. Some of our Rotarians from the Hudson Valley have gone to India and other places to do this. And perhaps it's very timely that we have this network because now we're facing the coronavirus, the COVID uh, plague, uh, the pandemic, can we use that same rotary network when and if a vaccine comes out and hopefully it'll be out in the next uh, few months to inoculate people around the world and around uh, the united states well i think what rotary has done in the polio effort is twofold one we're the advocates we're out there working with communities working with governments uh, to ensure that there's sufficient government funding and government uh, priority to eradicating polio and we're also the fundraisers the rotarians have contributed over two billion dollars through the years to the polio eradication effort now, let's not jump that wait let's not jump over that two billion with a b right a little, little over 2.1 billion dollars with a b that rotary's contributed a and part that's of that, 
been matched, right? By Mr. Well, part Gates. Of that was, part yeah, of that let's was. Let's discuss uh, that. Go into yeah. the, Gates, the Gates Foundation, Bill Gates' involvement. Right. Well, the, Bill, the, found, the Gates Foundation joined, I, I believe, about 12 years ago. And it was a, you know, the, at that time, the effort was uh, running short of money. And so the Gates Foundation came in with significant financial resources. And they also come in, came in with a new, fresh approach uh, and new ideas. And so we kind of like to refer to the Gates Foundation as the innovator. They, and they came in and, and gave the effort a huge a shot in the arm. Uh, Rotarians obviously been raising uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for polio through the years. And we've now had a series of challenges that the Gates Foundation has given us to, uh, well, they will match uh, any money that we raise. And our current challenge is for every 50 million that we raise and spend in a, in a given calendar year, the Gates Foundation will match us with an additional $100 million. So wow. Rotary, I did, so I did want to... I did want to mention that um, Bill Gates's father was a very active Rotarian oh, yeah. at Seattle Club, I believe. So he grew up with Rotary in his life. He's also been a keynote speaker at a couple of our worldwide conventions for Rotary International, which traditionally has been held annually around in different locations around the world. Yes, I mean, we have great relations with the Gates Foundation. Bill Gates, a huge supporter of Rotary, and we're, of course, a huge supporter the Gates Foundation, a tremendous relationship. And as I said, with the Gates match that we're getting every year, Rotary is spending about $150 million uh, on the polio eradication uh, polio eradication effort. And so, and we need to eradicate polio because to your point earlier, Joan, all people are saying, well, gee, isn't that some disease that we had, had a long time ago? Yes, it is. But unless you, unless you have zero cases, you have cases and the entire world needs to continue to vaccinate, including the United States, until we get to zero. And the cost savings, if we can eradicate this disease, are going to be tremendous going forward. And it also sets the stage for the next big global health initiative, right? If we were to fail in polio, and we won't, but if we were, good luck trying to get the next global health initiative going. And that's why the World Polio Day theme for this year, which is on October 24th, is a win against polio is a win for global health. Because it's set, not only will it eradicate polio, but it's going to set the stage for the next big initiative that the world undertakes. And, you know, when that initiative comes, if it's for the coronavirus, you can be sure polio, uh, uh, the polio team and all of Rotary will be there in the forefront to help eradicate it. We had a... a well, well, in fact, beloved... if I could, Johnny, you asked yeah. earlier about COVID and polio. We, you know, when we had to stop some of the vaccination campaigns to, during the early days of the lockdown because you got you physically have to go to the kids and give them the two drops. But we were able to very successfully repurpose a lot of the COVID, uh, the polio infrastructure for COVID-related activities, surveillance, contact tracing, et cetera. So there's tremendous synergy between the infrastructure that we built up with polio and dealing with other things such as COVID and Ebola, other pandemic type, uh, type situations. Well, we are the boots on the ground. We yep. are the, those people that get out there like ants when things are needed. <laughs> You know, we had a much beloved past district governor who was our queen of polio plus, Bunny Webb, and she always used to say during her pitches for donations to polio plus, polio is only one plane ride away from the United States. And, and that's so true. That's why it's so important, as you point out, John Yuko, general secretary of uh, Rotary International, that we have to bring the job to a complete close. And speaking of closing, 
it's time for uh, some words from our sponsors. So we'll be back with our great guest, Rotary International General Secretary John Yuko, right after these important messages. So stay tuned. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845-752-2216. Possibilities are all around us. We see potential in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action. Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org slash action. Hello, hello. Sarah O'Connell Clater back with you, our loyal listeners on Radio Rotary. Of course, I am joined via the magic of Zoom by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. The magic of Zoom. That's right. <laughs> Technology can't live with it, can't live without it. And we've had a fascinating uh, show so far. We've been chatting with John Hugo, who is the General Secretary and Chief Executive Officer of Rotary International and the Rotary Foundation. And when right. I tell you he has a full play no truer words have been spoken we've talked a lot about rotary here but we did want to stress in this segment john about our youth what it, i feel like it's the jewel of rotary in some ways yeah All our different youth programs youth exchange is the crown jewel as far as i'm concerned Ryla, Rotary Youth Leadership Awards, all, all the things that Rotary does. Give, give, give us some some stuff to chew on about, about sure. all that. Well, you know, we talked earlier about the polio, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, Rotarians at the club level are engaged in a myriad of projects, water and sanitation, internal child health, uh, disease prevention treatment, literacy. I mean, you name it, it scans, uh, it scans it's the gamut of, of activities locally, regionally, internationally. I mean, it's endless the number of projects we do. And a big a big component of, of Rotary uh, that perhaps isn't as well known as the projects we do is the work we do with youth. Uh, we run, Rotary runs 
one of the largest youth exchange programs in the world. Every year, we send around 9,000 students on youth exchanges around the world. And it's not just U.S., Germany. It's Zimbabwe, Taiwan. It's Slovenia to Nigeria. It's all, it's all over the world. And in fact, I think something like 50%, I believe we were at the State Department a few years ago, and, something like, and we were told this figure, something like 50% of all outbound U.S. Uh, high school students that go abroad for three months or more come through Rotary. And about 10% of inbound students for long-term exchanges come through uh, Rotary. So our work with youth in terms of building bridges, of breaking down differences, cultural barriers by sending every year these thousands and thousands of young people around the world on these exchange programs, the impact has been absolutely extraordinary. But that's just a small piece of it. We also have what you mentioned, Sarah, the Rotary uh, Youth Leadership Award. These are uh, events in, in the summer where we bring young people together for leadership training. We also have what are called Rotaract Clubs. These are clubs uh, for 18 to uh, it was originally 32. There's no age limit anymore. They have their own clubs, very similar to Rotary clubs. Then we also have Interact clubs for 12 to 18-year-olds, and those tend to be centered in schools. And again, they're very community service oriented. In fact, if your if your listeners' children are interested in getting involved in an organization where they can do good, get involved in some really neat community projects, uh, see if there's a, an Interact club at your local school, or work with the Rotary club to set up an Interact club, and really bring this idea. Better yet. Never, yeah, and bring back this idea of giving back to the to our young folks that are in um, that are in uh, in between the ages of twelve and eighteen. We're very proud in our Hudson Valley District seventy two ten that we have lots of interact clubs, including one sponsored by my club in Red Hook in Northern Dutchess County. And one of the things about youth exchange, let's get back to that for a moment, if we may, John, is that you don't have to be the child or the grandchild of a Rotarian take. Uh, advantage of that. You can be sponsored by your Rotary Club without having a member in the club. And folks at home, you can host an exchange student. Um, and you don't have to be a Rotarian to do that. You just have to go through uh, certain steps with your Rotary Club uh, and the Department of State. And you can have the joy of having a foreign exchange student be part of your family. And the people have, that have done that through the years come back time and again because they just love having all these young people uh, in their home. And then they have lifelong friendships. Uh, they go overseas for weddings, and uh, we have actually, I think, one Rotarian who now is in has hosted two generations: uh, um, a, a, an exchange student from perhaps 20 years ago, and then the, a, a child of the exchange student. So it's it's a great program. Uh, John, um, what what is the uh, the, the focus of Rotary today. I mean, we, we talked about so many things, uh, youth exchange, uh, the fight against polio. We have shelter boxes. Uh, we have a, uh, a group called Shelter Box, which is uh, connected with polio, with the Rotary, I should say, that sends these tubs out with, with uh, survival kits and, and tents. Um, it seems like we're doing an awful lot, all right? And we do it all well. But is there one focus, John, that you would like to see Rotarians uh, laser in on or is it just keep doing what we're doing for the past oh, hundred plus years? I mean, we are laser focused on polio. When you think about it, we've had 1.2 million Rotarians focused on this for over 30 years. And that's no easy task to keep 1.2 million cats, so to speak, herded and, and, and singularly focused on getting this, this terrible disease eradicated. But that's the beauty of Rotary. We're structured in a way that is centralized enough where we can sort of set strategic direction put the parameters or value system in place, and it allows us to do top-down projects like the eradication of polio. But also, 
it's also sort of uh, conscious decentralization, tremendous decentralized flexibility, where each club is free to do uh, projects and activities that they find satisfying, meaningful. And so from the bottom up, we've, it's resulted in just, as I was saying earlier, a myriad, a myriad, a vast gamut of projects, focus, activities. And that's really important because the beauty of joining Rotary is you, you can get involved in a big global initiative like polio but also get involved in really good local and regional stuff that's, that's, that fits your passion and see a real impact in your own communities. And I think we've brought that centralized, decentralized. Uh, we found a really interesting model that allows us to do, to do both. So it's, you can't summarize Rotary in one word otherwise, other than we're pretty much doing everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, think John, that and you, it's an extraordinary you organization. It, it totally is. And you've made such a great point where every club can really get involved on a community level. Um, people can give back and enhance the quality of life right where they live. And I think that that is um, what grabs a lot of people originally into Rotary. They see the impact. Oh, you're the group that does fill in the blank. You're the people that made fill in the blank happened. Uh, it's it's just it's I'm so proud to be a Rotarian. I have to say, um, and and we're proud to have a, a general secretary that's got a resume of a Renaissance man. Now, John, you were uh, uh, <laughs> vice president of the Millennium Challenge Corporation, a government agency that delivered foreign assistance around the world. Uh, you're a public policy scholar at the Woodrow Wilson Institute, uh, adjunct professor of law at Georgetown University, a Harvard graduate, an Oxford University graduate. When do you have time to sleep? Well, <laughs> well, this is a, you know, it's, it's this, especially now with Zoom, right? I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a, the world's so connected like never before. And so I start in the morning with, you know, a speech in India and I wind up with something in California. So it's, especially now it's even in some ways, paradoxically, we're busier than ever, but, uh, but it's a great job and I, and I really love it. It's, uh, can't complain. It's been a lot of fun. John, in the minute we have left, tell everyone why it's great to be a Rotarian and urge them to join their local Rotary Club. Rotary is an extraordinary organization. There is no organization with the global reach impact that Rotary has. And so you get as I said, you join Rotary because you want to network professionally. You want to be in a club with some great, interesting people, have a lot of fun, but you can also, you also join to make a difference, make a difference in your community, in your state, in your region, and to make a, a difference globally. It's John Yuko. Really section between commerce and cause. Thank you very much, John Yuko, General Secretary of Rotary International. Thank you for everything you do to make the world a better place through Rotary. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Thanks for having me. It's a delight to be here. Our pleasure. And Sarah, who gives us the pleasure of sponsoring us this week and keeping us on the air for Radio Rotary? Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Wallkill East, Wappingers Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our production director Randy Turner, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. <laughs>